Hello everyone, welcome to This Week Esports, a podcast that brings you weekly updates from the competitive esports world. My name is Alex, and I'll be your host. Don't forget, you can also check us out at thisweekesports.com for information on the podcast, our social media handles, and all the episodes that we've released so far. Now without further ado, on to the games. Hey guys, welcome to this week eSports. Hope everyone is doing well. This episode is from September 21st to the 27th end of the month. Unbelievable how fast this year has gone already, the end of September. But here we go. We got tons of stuff today. We have StarCraft starting the round of 16. We have Dota, which did a mini tournament in the OG Dota pit. Great fun there. But most importantly, what we're going to start with today, League of Legends does the play-in rounds for their world championship. So let's jump over to the first MOBA and see what happened. So there's still four spots up for grabs and 10 teams vying for these spots. So what do they do? Well, they throw them into two groups of five, play everyone once, top team moves on, and then places two, three, and four from both brackets jump into a little mini playoff of their own to see who moves on. So group A, who do we have? We had Mad Lions, we had Ints, Supermassive Esports, Team Liquid, and Legacy Esports. Um, bit of surprises actually out of the gate. Mad Lions came out with a big win against Ints, uh, Its, sorry, and then started to struggle. They got routed by Liquid, they got routed by Supermassive Esports, and then they lost to Legacy in the final match. So they were sitting lonely at 1-3 and three near the bottom of the table. Lucky for them, Ince also had a bad run, lost to Mad Lions, lost to Legacy, and even lost to Supermassive Esports. The big surprise was Ince beating Team Liquid, putting them at 1-3, and three, forcing a playoff. Now... Uh, on the top side of the bracket, though, Liquid and Legacy were both 3-1. and one. Uh, And in this case, they don't actually use a tiebreaker. They create a whole other round of tiebreakers, so we'll get into that. So we had Liquid in first and second with Legacy, Supermassive at 2-2, two and two, Mad Lions and Ince were at 1-3. and three. So in the playoffs, Mad Lions versus Ince. Mad Lions didn't start as good as they wanted to in that game, uh, but they did have a better later game composition ground back, got the big win, so they were actually able to move on into fourth place. Ince, unfortunately, last place in the group means you are eliminated from Worlds, but still unbelievable for them to get there, so congrats to them. Meanwhile, Liquid and Legacy's game was the exact opposite. Only 20 minutes is what it took for Liquid to topple a Legacy. Very brawly lineup, very uh, fighting-focused lineup, and they just snowballed it all, all the way, all the way to win. So they are top of the group and qualify for Worlds. So that puts Legacy in second, Supermassive in third, and Mad Lions in fourth. Now, Group B, a pretty big group as well. We had V3 Esports, Rainbow 7, Unicorns of Love, LGD Gaming and PSG Talon. Uh, very similar sort of feel, actually. A lot of teams were able to beat each other, so it was a pretty balanced uh, showing. In the end, PSG uh, ran a pretty good gauntlet, won their first two, lost to Unicorns of Love, and then finished it out with a win against V3. Unicorns of Love, uh, having beat PSG, were in the driver's seat 
to go all the way and go 4-0. Unfortunately for them, they dropped a game to Rainbow 7. So top two were Unicorns of Love and PSG. So that was our first tiebreaker. Uh, Rainbow 7 did just enough to get by 2-2 two two across the way. So they are sitting happy in third. Now, LGD and V3, both those teams actually... Uh, they were struggling. Uh, LG's only win came against V3, and V3 was somehow able to beat Rainbow 7, but that set up a second tiebreaker as both teams were 1 and 3. So who gets eliminated first? Well, uh, in that one, we had a pretty standard game. Uh, LGD drafted, controlled the jungle, took the Barons when they needed to, and were slowly able to push out the towers, slowly able to control the tempo and the gold, and V3 had no response, so LGD move on into the second round of the playoffs, while V3 is eliminated. Congrats to them, though, again, obviously making it to Worlds is huge. Uh, so then let's take a look, though, at the top of Group B, Unicorns of Love versus PSG. Uh, again, uh, seems like the metas, even though they're from different uh, different areas of the world and seem to play you know, different styles, uh, have meshed pretty quickly here. Uh, teams have already sort of figured out what they need to play against other teams and what they're comfortable with. And this was just another example. Uh, no real special heroes, no quirky picks from either team. PSG eventually just got control of mid in the jungle a bit better than Unicorns of Love. And as you know, you can snowball that into a few Barons, a few Dragons, and then just go from there. So that's what they were able to do. So PSG over Unicorns of Love puts them in first place. So PSG move on to the second round. Unicorns of Love, Rainbow 7, and LGD will be playing in the tiebreaker. So let's take a quick look at that tiebreaker table and see who gets uh, who, gets who in the second round of the play-ins. So play-in semifinals. Uh, essentially, all they want to do is they want to guarantee that there's some cross action or cross group play sorry so the uh, winner or the second place of group b unicorns of love will play the winner of another group a rematch between supermassive and lion legacy on the other hand will do the same they're obviously going to be waiting for the winner between rainbow six and lgd gaming uh so yeah first game supermassive esports versus mad lions now when they first faced off um supermassive esports looked very comfortable um, against Mad Lions and the Mad Lions style. So Mad Lions are certainly going to have to figure out a way um, to you know adapt their game and maybe look at what some other teams did against Supermassive to beat them, but it seems that Supermassive very comfortable in their first game. So, I mean, if you're a gambling man, I guess Supermassive would be the favorites in this instance, but rematches are always interesting, and it really comes down to who can adapt better. In our other game, Rainbow 7 versus LGD. Uh, in that one, essentially, it, it can kind of go either way. So they played a very close game, 40-minute game, late game. Rainbow 7 did take it, but it's a little harder to judge in those more late-game scenarios. You know, Rainbow 7 drafted for that game. LGD wasn't able to crack their shell. So what do we do here? Well, maybe LGD will try to draft uh, a later composition as well and just try to outlast Rainbow 7. Maybe Rainbow 7 just wants to go aggressive and try to win early. So again, this is where it'll be a lot of fun to see how the teams adapt and move on from there. So look out for those games. Those games are this week. Um, actually, I say this week. They're actually, they start tomorrow and then move on throughout the week. So lots of League of Legends to come. And then we're going to start with the group 
stage and we'll go over all those groups once they're finalized and maybe do a quick uh, quick jump episode later in the week so with that down league of legends done for now let's take a quick look at its cousin dota and the oga dota pit season three for 2020 always a fun tournament only eight teams are invited and play in a double elimination bracket so uh, i'll get into some more uh, exciting news after but like just right now quickly looking at the actual teams we had og nigma alliance liquid vp prodigy team secret five men and Navi, but actually the Navi organization um, had recently stepped away from most of their players, if not all their players, and they actually signed the entire Fly to Moon team. So Fly to Moon is currently uh, on a trial basis with Navi. So uh, even though they're now branded as Navi, it is that entire Fly to Moon team. Meanwhile, Topson is on paternity leave. So congrats to Topson, and he'll be playing. Uh, or Sox, I should say, will be playing for him. And meanwhile, Kuroki taking a bit of a break as well. He's had a, a long three years, two, uh, two TI finals and a semifinal in there. So he took a bit of a break, and RMN stood in for him as support over at Nigma. Now, let's take a look at the brackets. We had Nigma versus Navi, Prodigy versus Secret, Liquid versus Five Men, and OG against Alliance. So, first game, Nigma and Navi. Um, bit of a surprise. I know, you know, Kuroki wasn't there. So, certainly, uh, you know, they were maybe missing uh, their captain there and the players were playing a little looser. Uh, or Fly to Moon players who are now signed with Navi on a trial basis were playing out of their absolute minds because they knew what was at stake. But they were incredible. 2 0 against Nigma. Nigma go to the lower bracket. Navi move on. Meanwhile, uh, another upset in the making, VP versus Secret. VP took the first game rather commandingly with a, a late game strat that Secret wasn't really prepared for. Go up one to nothing. Unfortunately, from there, Secret figured it all out as they do between games and rattled off two quick wins. So they do move on and face Navi. Meanwhile, Prodigy go down. Liquid, a uh, bit of trouble against five men, but we're able to take off uh, two quick wins after an initial late game loss. And then the big game is probably Alliance versus OG. Um, Alliance changing up their strategy every draft, never really drafting the same full hero combos more than once. And if they did draft a hero twice, they changed a lot of the heroes around it. So OG didn't really know where they were going. Meanwhile, OG was trying to stick with their usual uh, heroes that you'd seen them play lately, you know, like the Jakiro or Spirit. Uh, so surprise win. Alliance, uh, you know, they traded the first two games, but Alliance were able to win in the late game with TB Ember and a Bloodseeker. So they move on. OG go down. Uh, from there, Nigma eliminated, lose to VP. Kind of surprising, they didn't even win a map in this entire Dota Pit League. OG, though, were able to move on. So um, they were on to move forward in the lower bracket. But the big stuff is in the upper bracket. How was Navi's new lineup going to play against Secret? Well, they lasted about 24 minutes in each game. Secret found a lineup that worked, and they pushed, and they pushed hard all about the towers first game or both games at elder titan they had a drow and they had a dragon knight the only changes were after that they had a nature's uh, nature's prophet in one game and an enchantress in the other i think it was just a strategy navi wasn't expecting 
Also, the style and the way that they just teamed up and pushed the towers as quickly as they did, no one was expecting it. So, Secret with their depth, you know, you ban those heroes out and they just change their style. So, Secret move on, Navi move down. Liquid and Alliance, uh, pretty similar um, sort of story, actually. Alliance, pretty comfortable win in the first game, 31 minutes. Second game, though, uh, they were forced to go late. Uh, thanks to Liquid kind of slowing it down um, with a, a Shadow Shaman and a Sand King. But after 55 minutes, uh, Alliance did get the GG and move on 2-2. Two to two. So, upper bracket was Alliance versus Secret. Uh, meanwhile, let's take a quick look at the lower bracket and skim through what happened there. So in our first uh, or second round of the lower bracket, Liquid and VP Prodigy, Liquid drop both games. They're eliminated. Navi, Flat of Moon players, I should stop calling them that because they are technically Navi right now. Navi defeats OG two to one. Some pretty pretty good brawly games. Not too long, nothing too crazy, but you know, just a typical game. Um, OG just kind of looking off of sorts. I know it's not TI, so it's not when uh, you know when they win the big tournaments. But Navi was looking great. Two to one, they move on and play VP Prodigy. And if there's a game to watch in this, it's certainly uh, or a series to watch. It is this VP versus Navi series, even though it's pretty early in the tournament. Uh, strictly for that first game, first game was a 74 minute marathon. Just became a farming fest even though neither team had aggressively late game heroes like there was a faceless void there was an arc warden but the rest of the team was structured really to probably win and hit a power spike around 30 40 minutes but neither team caved and on it went and on it went and eventually vp got a couple spell combos they needed took a roche and then took the uh, took the ancient, I should say. So they won the first game. Navi retaliated, uh, making it one to one. And then the final game, VP Prodigy not really changing the draft much, sticking with Magnus Luna or Magnus Lena the entire time. Uh, found a life stealer and essentially just pushed through, and were able to win the last one in 35 minutes. Navi looked good in that last game. Looked comfortable in the heroes they were playing. Uh, maybe didn't adapt as quickly as they should have, and didn't slow down they took too many fights too early and i know their lineup's built for that but you know you do have a specter you should be a bit more patient but that is probably the uh the series to watch from this entire tournament absolutely great great showing uh from there uh vp oh sorry i shouldn't tell you who they played secret and alliance in the top bracket uh upper bracket finals once again, was all secret. I know I sound like a broken record, and soon we probably shouldn't even really talk about Dota. Um, so, so secret go up two to nothing. So Alliance drop, play VP Prodigy, and had similar troubles against VP. VP went um, probably a bit of a different draft than they were expecting. They got an Invoker one game, went Necro AM in another. Obviously, two heroes that actually counter each other pretty well. Uh, and Alliance just weren't able to keep up. So VP Prodigy into the grand finals against team secret and i wish i could say something a bit more exciting but it was a quick one it was a three nothing for team secret the last game only lasting 22 minutes but you look again you look at the the heroes they drafted and secret is just all over the map first game they're going more uh, faceless void templar assassin a lot of fighting and take towers second game uh, they just wanted 
map control in the lone druid. Um, the Tumble Man's lone druid, always a great hero. And then the last game, it was all brawl. It was a Bloodseeker. It was a Monkey King, and it was a Luna. And VP simply didn't know how to draft around this. They tried everything. They switched up their draft every game. They were drafting heroes that Secret wanted, and it just didn't matter. The depth of that team, absolutely phenomenal. So congrats to Secret again. I feel I should just say that every week. Congrats to Secret, and we move on. And what's amazing is they only dropped one map in this entire tournament, and it was the first map they played. And it was it was against VP Prodigy, though, in fairness. But the first map they played, they dropped, and then they did not lose another the entire way. So what is that? Two, four, six, nine wins in a row for the tournament. So Dota's back for a bit. Or Dota was back for a bit, back for a week, um, kind of a, another hiatus until the next major, but it's always fun to kind of catch up and see what they do. When it's back, I'll be here and I will uh, tell you all about it. Uh, but now what we're going to end on is StarCraft, the first two rounds of the GSL. So let's take a quick look at what's happening in our RTS. So, StarCraft, uh, four groups. I don't know if I discussed who was in the groups last week, so I'll just go over them quickly. Two groups a week, so StarCraft is going to slow down a bit, so we'll be, have, be able to actually look more into the games themselves. Uh, group A and Group B were played. Uh, so, Group A, we had Armani, Dream, TY, and Zown. And Group B, we had DRG, Cure, Solar, and Zest. Um, two two really fun groups, actually. A bit, bit of some surprising uh, results, uh, I gotta say, especially in the second group, but we'll start with the first group. So first group, TY versus Dream, start off in TVT, that is TY's specialty, he went on to the winner's round. Now this was the fun bit, Zound, the Protoss, uh, second time in uh, GSL, but incredibly different style of play, came up against Armani and just wiped the floor with them, 2 nothing. wasn't even close, so Zound went on to the winner's match against TI. Uh, TIT wise, sorry. And then from there, was actually able to steal a map on the second map. So, uh, was able to take a win off TY. Uh, in the end, though, TY was able to beat him on Pillars of Gold. But again, some very cheeky strategies, some very clever strategies. Um, if he wasn't facing TY in that winner's bracket, I genuinely think he would have probably won the group against most players just because of how quirky he was. It's just a shame that he came up to a player uh, kind of with the strategic thinking of TY. Meanwhile, Armani showed us why Zerg is so strong against Terran as he absolutely dismantled Dream uh, in the last two maps after a very closely fought first one. So he's on two to one. So sets up our final uh, or our uh, uh, elimination match, uh, Zaun versus Armani. Uh, Zaun, very strong start, very cheeky build in terms of uh, his immortal timing, and uh, include a Void Ray in there, and was actually able to go on and win the first map. So put Armani against the wall. At this point, Armani had been, you know, he was he was 0-3 against Zaun on the day. So Zaun's looking good, feeling good. Unfortunately, go to Everdream, Armani was able to squeak out a win, uh, kind of in the more macro style that he likes, which is what Armani's good at, uh, and then was on Death Lore was able to do the same. Zaun went for a timing attack, and Armani predicted it, for lack of a better description, and through some attrition and whittling down of each other's army, in the end, Armani was the one with the larger, uh, you know, economy 
and military. So unfortunately, Zhao GG's and has to step away. Um, but what a great showing by this kid, uh, you know, second term, as I said, and the fact that he actually went, you know, three wins and two losses against Armani on the day is, is a, is a credit to how well he played and how well he prepped just kind of got unlucky that his three wins came uh, in the, in the sequence that they did, but Armani moves on with TY. So super fun group there. Now this was the group that everyone was talking about. So we start with cure or second group cure and DRG Dong Ray Gu. Um, Kira takes first map as he does very aggressive style running all over the place, bunch of mines. So DRG didn't really know what to do. However, eventually DRG, uh, in the second map was able to power up on golden wall, uh, and then just get that muta, muta bling, uh, combination. And then, you know, you just can't do anything once he gets there. So cure eventually whittled down too many banelings means too many dead Marines and met and not enough medevacs to heal them from the mutas. So, uh, DRG beats them on golden wall and pillars of gold with that very aggressive style. Meanwhile, we had Solar versus Zest in our other game, ZVP, Zerg versus Protoss, and very fun game, Zest going for an aggressive kind of a depth build, however, Solar had other plans, went for a Ling Flood, but the creative bit was he brought some workers along with him. His workers are able to drill through the defending Adept using kind of a mining trick, got on the other side of the wall, and we're just preventing probes from building any other units, as well as damaging the Adept from both sides. Door opens, Lings run in, GG from Zest. Now, second game, Zest deciding to change it up, probably a pre-planned build though, went straight into mass Void Rays. Not exactly the unit you see on the ladder above Silver, but mass Void Rays into Phoenix. Solar was completely confused he built some mutas for the void rays and when the phoenixes came out he had to completely tech switch into hydras and lurkers uh and it was just kind of chaos all over the map solar was able to hold the line pretty well build up some static defenses but zest had one last ace card up his sleeve snuck a mothership around the side into his main insta teleport into a recall sorry insta recall the entire carrier void ray phoenix army into solar's base all the tech gone solar can never base trade against that in that situation uh just oh what a moment it was so trap takes it and goes one to one final game pretty simple zest uh just had a, an interesting adept disruptor drop build and was eventually able to whittle down solar so uh, let's just take a quick look at the upper bracket game and see who moves on. So game one, DRG and Zest. Uh, DRG known to play into layer tech into the mid game. So Zest felt pretty confident and pretty safe. And that was not the time to do that. DRG decided to do a Ling Flood as he saw it work in the first game. Right through Zest's wall and it was a quick GG. Now game two, DRG pulled out a build he had tried against SOS last season. He attempted a hatchery rush, and he built it right in Zest's um, defensive wall. However, Zest was able to get just enough, but just enough being two zealots out who were just slowly chipping away, and there just weren't enough zerglings. In the end, 
DRG actually canceled it instead of letting it finish and went home. Zest, after that hold, just built a few void raids, a bunch of charge lots, and just had the numbers and whittled down into a GG. So 1-1 into the final game. And that was another interesting one. Zest going for a completely different build once again. Found an immortal push, that uh, build that he liked. Uh, DRG barely, barely held on in the first one. Uh, in the first push. Uh, and then from there, you know, they were both sort of teching, both taking their time. But when the second push came around, DRG simply did not have enough of anything other than Ravagers. And Ravagers against Disruptors don't go well. Uh, or And Immortals, there was both. And all of a sudden, Zest just moves on into the round of eight. So that's going to be extremely exciting. Meanwhile, uh, DRG faces the winner from Cure and and solar and that happened to be cure so we had another zerg versus terran to end this end the day this the starship trooper game and pretty straightforward here it was just drg going mutabling two times in a row over droning overpowering cure and just keeping him locked in on his side of the map and the second map drg's creep said was so big that Cure could only have four and a half bases. Like, he, the whole map was DRGs. Unbe just the kid's micro is unbelievable. I say the kid. The man's micro is unbelievable. So he goes on 2-0 to o and into the next round. So, just quick recap. T.Y. Armani, Zest, and Dong Regu into the round of eight. So, at least we already have one of each race and two Zergs. Although, I'm sure some Zergs, people are going to already say Zergs are overpowered. And, you know, they might not exactly be wrong. Next week, some unbelievable groups again. We have a Protoss and Terran-only group, but it consists of Byun, who's essentially doing an, his second Royal Road, if you were, and Maru, and Pro, uh, parting in stats as the Protoss. And in our final group, we have Rogue and Dark. So Rogue, last GSL's winner. Dark, last year's world champion. Innovation, the man himself, the Terran himself. And Trap, the incredibly sneaky Protoss. Probably the group of death. That group is going to be amazing. It's about a week and a half time in Group C is in a week's time so be sure to catch up on everything you want to catch up i highly recommend if you're going to watch at least one series is the dong regu zest series from this and as i said it's the vp prodigy versus um navi game in the dota world don't forget this is the final push of league of legends with world so watch as much as you can this week the groups will finally be set by the end of the week after this final round of play-ins uh, and, you know, whatever you can't watch in any of those esports, come here and we'll have it for you and happy to chat about it. Uh, don't forget, follow us on Twitter. Our hashtag, our uh, handle, I should say, is at esports this week or check out the website thisweekesports.com to contact us in any other way or download the download the podcast directly. I recommend it to your friends. So have a wonderful week, everyone. Stay safe. And as always, happy gaming.